When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Big win for the Miami Heat last night. Morning, guys. Morning, Key. Morning, Jay. What up? Hi. I'm not for everyone t-shirt, Key. I like it. I like that you're wearing it. Well, I mean, it's the truth, though. Yeah. Oh, I know. You're not for everybody. Max is not for everybody. This show isn't for everybody. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Huh? Right? I think I've actually said that about you before, Key. <laughs> Key's, I'm sure you. I'm sure someone, you someone said something like, "He's not for everybody." He's a, <laughs> not for everybody. More and don't hey, oh, and The great go. thing about it is, I'm not trying to be either. Yeah. By the so. way, no, neither was Bill Parcells, right? Like a lot yeah. of people aren't yeah. for everybody. No, you know, I ain't for everyone, man. Can it's we just... start calling some games down in Miami? Can we? Can we petition for that? It's a good point. Um, I think. Dude, I, I think they've risen to that level. I think we should start doing the show from. You can call some games in Miami. I don't want to call games. Well, I think we should start doing the show live yeah. from Miami. From Miami, yeah, That's, it makes um, sense. You know, we should follow the series. You know, the Boston, we're close enough in New York. We're close. We, we feel it close Same enough proximity-wise. Right? But Miami, we should be part of the culture. Yeah, and in fact, truly- he, if, he need, if you need to stay in L.A., that's okay because we yeah. need coverage. We need coverage. On the West Coast. L.A., Denver. But on the East Coast, we should also be covering yeah. – not Boston so much because we're, right we're close there. enough we're in New York, for, yeah. but Miami. There should be a presence there. I yes. agree. Well, that's y'all. But well, number one, that's y'all fault for falling into the trap of there's no superstars on the team and mm. there's only Jimmy Butler. They got well, a bunch Jimmy of, Butler's a superstar. I'm I'm just combating what you're trying to you, you build are, as it relates to this narrative. You are doing what they call stepping on someone right now in this industry. You're stepping. Yeah. He's stepping on you. No, you took yeah. a breath, so I jumped in. While so you, you were figured it, you figured my breath was is enough. There was I a can smell your breath in here, boy. Sleep, boy. Don't get me what? started. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, it's just that you're looking at this game and everybody's all oh, Miami. They don't they don't have any superstars except Jimmy Butler. They got like nine undrafted players. How could they ever? Like as I said to you a week or so ago, Jay, when they was playing whoever they were playing, and it was like, well, they don't have anybody. I'm like, they do have people. They got enough to keep winning. That's what they have. Well, they can't keep this up. Well, yeah, they can keep it up. They can. I understand when we look at rosters and makeups of teams, we look at the draft, and we look at and you say, well, there's no way all these guys was passed up. Well, I mean, Key, are, you, are you are you are you are you trying to are you trying to pull this card on the American people right now? Are you trying to tell me that you just framed this whole conversation, the last minute little soliloquy <laughs> you went on, that you I need to see the tape of where you said that? Right, oh no, right, I'm not. Right, I'm not. No, I'm telling you, you picked Miami it. to get to no, this no, point. I, I've never said I picked Miami to get to this point. I didn't pick anyone, body. Okay. Uh, all okay. I said was that you got to be careful because sometimes the, 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 the guys at the bottom rise to the top. you got to be careful when you start looking at rosters and thinking people can't play because of where they were drafted or this, that, and the other. They can't, they can't uh, beat a team that's loaded, and they just keep doing it. That's all I said. I didn't 
No, I'm not picking a team. I only got one horse, and that's the Lakers. Well, I mean, we, we established that we think Jimmy Butler. I, I've had him as my top flight person in the playoffs mm-hmm. after they beat the Milwaukee Bucks. That was mm-hmm. a phenomenal performance. I had them favorited against the, the New York Knicks. I, I thought they were better. I thought they were tougher against the Knicks, and that was a, an opponent for them to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Last night, I mean, look, they made life miserable. Like, the one thing you, you always know about Miami is that Eric Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA. It's a damn shame that he has not won coach of the NBA, right? Never, never won coach of the year. Coach of the year in the right. NBA. And every damn, year he's Damn shame. Yeah. Damn coach shame. It should never happen. And he probably have, has the best argument as best coach in basketball. For sure. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler, once again, I mean, you're going to look at his offensive output. Poor Robert Williams. I mean, Boston's going to have to play small. They're going to play with Al Horford more than Robert Williams because in the first quarter, it was like, come here, whoever's guarding Robert Williams, come here for a ball screen. I'm going to get to my midi game. Life was never uncomfortable, even though the Celtics were in control three quarters out of four, right? It came down to the Celtics not sustaining playing defense hard throughout the entire game. And that fourth quarter, that third quarter, when the Heat go for 46 points in the third quarter, 46 to 25, boom, difference maker in the ballgame. Jimmy does it again. Yeah, I want to talk about Butler for a second because the only reason I know about this is because it was going around on social media about how, like, all these people said that Jimmy Butler was a bad signing in Miami or it wasn't going to mean anything. And when I looked, and they included me in the list, and when I looked, so I looked at the segment. And actually, Stephen A. was arguing at the time on first take the, 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 the thing that people were mad at. And in fact, the, the position I took at the time, I only know this because I watched this like a day ago or two days ago, is that <laughs> Jimmy Butler will be a significant figure in the history of the Miami Heat because he's the kind of guy who gets you farther than you ought to go, right? He's, the, he's a Pat Riley kind of player. I'm sure when he met with Pat Riley, they were speaking each other's language in terms of effort and work and, and, and the, the, willing, the, the desire to win all the time. And he's the kind of guy who can set, make the bed for someone else to join and get you over the top. But what Butler has done, in fact, and we're going to talk about this when we get to Wembayama later on, and some of the things that have been said about him. What Butler has done is exceeded even those expectations. Like every time you think, yes, I know how good he is and what he's capable of doing, he pushes it a little farther than, than you thought was possible. So when you bring up the Bucks, it's a first-round series. But the Bucs were favored to win the whole thing by most people. But the odds, the odds had them. The analytics had them. Vegas had them as the favorites to win everything, the Bucs. So it happened in the first round because the Heat were an eight seed. But what, you're right, Jay. What an upset. And Butler was phenomenal the whole way. Then the Knicks he's supposed to beat, and he did. And now the on Celtics. A bum, on a bum ankle. On a bum ankle. And now the Celtics. So it's one thing to have expectations and they're pitched high you're going to outkick your coverage it's another thing to outstrip the expectations when part of your whole brand is he's going to do better than expectations right still do better than that that's jimmy butler he's unbelievable 35 points 20 after the half are we taking them for granted still no i I, you know just because People are favoring the Celtics doesn't mean that you're taking Jimmy Butler for granted. You're looking at the construction of the roster and you're saying they're a really good team. Like, when, when does talent prevail? Right? Inevitably, when does talent prevail? And maybe it doesn't. Maybe this team continues. But, like, they are going to continue to be the underdogs in, in, in every series they're going to play in. 
It's just the reality of the nature. Right. And it's okay. That actually, you know, Miami Heat fans get angry at that. But I'm like, why? That plays into exactly who the hell you are. That gives you the ammunition key and the motivation that this team needs that they feed off of to keep winning. You want to continue to be the underdogs. You want to continue to be overlooked. That plays into how you keep beating teams. Jay. Yo. You stayed up last night, huh? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because I didn't know it was a reality of the nature. <laughs> nature of the reality. <laughs> the reality of the nature. The reality of the nature. Who said it can't be the reality of the nature? Hey, man, I'm just saying. Who said it can't be? I'm just saying that you just brought back up what I said before of how people talked about the roster. Huh. And, and looking at what it what is the makeup of the roster and saying, hey, this team doesn't really have a chance because there's – there's uh, Jimmy Butler, then there's Bam, and, and there's no hero. They don't have anything. That, and that conversation keeps coming up, but they keep winning. When is it to a point? When is it going to get to a point where people just be like, well, you know, they got a coach that can coach no matter what five is on the floor? That's essentially what I, the way I look at and, it. And a, num- and a real you number one superstar type Jay, guy to go yeah, with it. Can, can, when you got a coach that can coach, he's up against, just like the young lady said yesterday, uh, Stacy. Or not, it wasn't Stacey, it was somebody, uh, Amber. Amber said yesterday, you got a coach that's going to outcoach the next guy because the next guy is a puppy. AK. This guy this guy's a full-grown Rottweiler, right? Other guy's just a little puppy. He's going to outsmart him. Key, there's a, a quote on the screen right now on ESPN2 from Chris Mannix, who will be joining the show at 8 a.m. Eastern. Jimmy Butler is the he's Chris Maddox from SI. He's the closest thing to Kobe Bryant playing today. Gets to his spots, gets to the free throw line, gets defenders out of position with ball fakes. Monster game and a monster postseason for Butler. Is he the closest thing to Kobe in the game right now? Because people a lot of times will look at Devin Booker because of the, the complete offense and footwork and everything, but then Jimmy Butler does it on the other end of the floor too, and he, he, he has this sense that he's imposing his will on the other team. Well, Co- uh, Kobe, as Kobe got older, the pump fakes became, you know, yeah, more. pump fakes. Yeah. More. Yeah. Um, he's an older Kobe. Really, that yeah. wasn't really his necessary game, but I would say he is close to Kobe. The difference between Book and Kobe, I mean, Book and, and, and Jimmy Butler – is Jimmy Butler is essentially back to that conversation out there, willing his team to victory. He's willing his team to victory, right? We saw against the the Knicks when he wasn't playing, Jay. They lost. I mean, it's just the reality. Yeah, Came right. back, they won, I, I, and, and he balled in the process. So, I mean, look, you can compare guys. That you always want to compare people and look to see who's the closest or who reminds you of somebody. I think Jimmy Butler reminds me of Jimmy Butler. That's the way that I view it. I, yeah, I, the, the whole Kobe thing. Like I, I'm, I'm off that. Who's closer well, to Kobe well, than Jimmy Butler? Because, well, I, I don't. Well, first off, I, Jay, I, I don't. Jimmy Butler I, I reminds me of Jimmy game. Butler. I hate this game. It's like key when it goes into the draft, and like the NBA draft. It's like, well, who's the player comp? And you're like, you know, for me, I'm always end up meshing three guys together to try to give you that's good. That's fun context, like of what the game is, because Jimmy Butler, Kobe. Kobe's offensive skill combined with athleticism is very different than Jimmy Butler. Like, their games are very different. So, like, the will or drive, those are aspects that, okay, that, that's one attribute of Kobe, Michael, some, like, some other players who have that, that. Any player that has a maniacal type mentality, maniacal is you right compare word, yeah. 
to but wait, Jimmy Jay, Butler. But, Jay, the, but the not, games are not the same. Right, right but I, I get that. I get it. But, yeah, but you know, like people flippantly like no, but what oh, he said, Kobe, but, but, I'm like, not, but what Chris said, what Chris Mannix said. Is, well, we're going to bring Chris on to tell yeah, us no what Chris Mannix but, said. But, but, the, but the quote, the, it's a quote. We have the Twitter quote. The, the quote is that he's, look, Jimmy Butler is the closest thing to Kobe. He's not saying his game is identical to Kobe's. So if you disagree with that, I do who's disagree. closer to Kobe in the game today? As an overall package, who's closer to Kobe? I don't know if we Kobe. have a player, a player in the game closer to Kobe today. So then he would be the closest. So you would but agree I, with I the statement. But I don't know. I don't agree no one with the is, statement. So no one is at Jimmy, all like Kobe Bryant? Jimmy Butler's game does not remind me of Kobe Bryant's. Okay. So, so like, I, 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 don't no know I just said I don't know if there's a player in the game that reminds me of Kobe today. There are aspects well, of players' games. That, that I'm like, okay, like that aspect looks like Kobe, but like Kobe was different. No, I, I understand. But when you say closest to, you're not saying he's as good or it's exactly the same or even super similar. You're just saying of everyone around now, he is the – for example – in, 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 I like the fact that you mesh two different guys, right, or three different guys to come up with a comp. But, like, in boxing, it might be I see Terrence Crawford when he's up and coming. He does certain things that remind me of Pernell Whitaker, but also Marvin Hagler. But, also, and, but if someone were to say who's the closest to Pernell Whitaker or Marvin Hagler, I'd just pick a guy who's the closest, even if he's not identical. Okay. I, I think Jimmy Butler, given his two-way play, given the things that Mannix brought up, and given his maniacal is the right word, and the position he plays, I would agree with the statement. Probably closer to Kobe than anyone else at the moment. How so? Give me, give me more descriptive detail. Well, we'll, we'll talk about this coming I back. Mean, for the reasons I just said. All right, look. The Heat take game one, 5-2 and two in this postseason when trailing by 10-plus points. Rest of the NBA in the 2023 playoffs under those circumstances, 14-59. and 59. How close are we to pushing the panic button when it comes to the Celtics, KJM? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. 
Is Jimmy Butler the closest thing to Kobe Bryant playing today? Jay, you refuse to answer the question. So does Key. Sure, J- Jimmy Butler reminds me a little more of MJ than, you know, obviously a, a poor man's MJ. I'm not saying he's do MJ. Remember, do you remember how Latrell Sprewell but, used to defend? Yes. Like, Latrell Sprewell used to get up in your, like, in, like, he would sit, he would dig his head in your pocket on your hip. Like, right. it, was, it was a different type of defense style. Like, and that, to me, like, that, that kind of is more of Jimmy Butler's style and the physical approach towards it. I'm not saying the offensive side. It's interesting that you think of the defensive side, and that's what kind of disqualifies him for you a little bit instead of the offensive game. What do you mean disqualify? <laughs> well, you're saying you're, you don't think it's true that he's the closest thing to Kobe, I think and you Kobe, go, your I, mind goes to defense. Kobe Bryant is one of the best players to ever play the game of basketball. Like, I, I, Jimmy Butler has a chance to be one of those as well, but like, Kobe's won chips at a different level. Like Kobe's won scoring t- – like, I don't know. Whenever people just put people's names in categories as a as a hooper, Kia as a, as an athlete, I just can't put. Oh, well, he just reminds me. Like I'm like because when you start talking about reminding somebody for me, I'm like, dude's won championships, dude's has scoring titles. There's levels to it now, so I just want to. I have appreciation for the levels of it. But there's also, instead of playing radio, well, saying, why, "Hey, he, he reminds me of that." But like, Jay, that's why when Max posed the question to me first, I gave everything and I said, "Jimmy Butler reminds me of Jimmy Butler." Yes. He doesn't remind me of Kobe Bryant and no Michael Jordan. And I understand he gets to his spot. And I understand what Chris is saying, all of those sort of things, and he does certain things. But there's a lot of players in the NBA that play the two-guard position that gets to their spot. I mean, Jason Tatum gets to his spot. Booker gets to his spot. So it's it's – you know, I, I'll, but, let, y'all, look, I'll look, let y'all have that conversation. I'll, play, I'll have that also, conversation. We also play positionless basketball, right? Like, Jimmy's more on the block sometimes, too. Like, it's- but, but, again, wait, you guys, because as former athletes, you guys bristle when this conversation comes up. But, because it's and there, true. And there are tens of thousands of former athletes who must feel the same way. There are tens of millions of fans, though, where this stuff lives in their imaginations, right? And, and it's interesting to them. And when I say reminds, it doesn't, it doesn't even need to be X's and O's. It's people sitting on their couch watching TV or in the stands going, I get the same feeling when I'm watching this guy as I used to get watching that guy. So, for example, Micah Parsons, right? I say he's... He Where's reminds, he going to show up? He reminds <laughs> me more of Lawrence Taylor than anyone since Lawrence Taylor. And if you disagree, tell me who reminds you more of Lawrence Taylor. Doesn't, I'm not saying Micah Parsons is good as Lawrence Taylor. I'm saying he reminds me the most of him. And if you disagree, then tell me who reminds you more of him. So I get it about Jimmy Butler. But if you disagree with the basic statement, then someone out of the entire pool of NBA players is the closest to Kobe or must remind you the most of Kobe. So who is that guy if it's not Jimmy Butler? That, and, and so if you don't come up with another name, you might say, so well, even though it's not a perfect comparison, like it does. Devin, offensively for Kobe, that's Devin Booker. Devin Booker, That agreed. reminds me more agreed. of Kobe than yeah. Jimmy Butler would Kobe Bryant offensively. Right, but then you, you but then Devin the Booker mean, doesn't bring that mentality defensively, okay? So, like, that, the, the defensive mindset, or you talk about the maniacalness, like, of... Maniacal is the word. Yes, yeah. that, that's the word. Like, yeah. that, that's a common trait that reminds you of the MJs, that reminds you of the Kobe Bryants. It's like, I am willing to do whatever the hell it takes to get our team over the hump. Like, that's the trait. It's, it's, not, it's not so much, like, because people just go to on the court. Well, he makes mid-range jumpers. I'm like, well, there's 
A lot of NBA guys that make mid range jumpers. Whereas like he's defensively this, I'm like, oh, that's, but but there aren't a lot of guys who do that at this level when it matters most, and that's another key element, right? A two way player, maniacal on defense, who does certain things on offense. Who, by the way, is also around the same height, plays the same position, and goes off in the playoffs. And you can trust in crunch time. I think when you add it all up. MJ, for whatever reason, the the polish of it is not like what Kobe's was to me. It reminds me a little more of MJ, but obviously See, not but the offensive skill sets of both MJ and Kobe were way more polished. Where Jimmy's more rugged, yeah, of course, right? Like Jimmy's more of a bruiser with the way he plays. Where there's more finesse with those other two. Whatever the case may be, this is the dude that the Celtics now have to get by, and whereas the 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 Heat have continued to kind of outstrip expectations in these playoffs. The Celtics have made things difficult for themselves, right? Are we concerned about the Celtics We've now? been concerned about the Celtics. Joe Missoula, however, I think he took a page out of Budenholzer's uh, playbook. He saves those timeouts. So, you know, going forward, they get extra timeouts, right? It's like rollover or no? Do they, Jay? I don't know what the rule is. Joe Missoula, Celtics head coach, about the preparation for game one. You said they played harder than you in the third quarter. That's what they do. They play harder than their opponent. How are you guys unprepared for that? And we, we were prepared. We played harder than them in the first half, and then they outplayed us for one quarter. So we were prepared for it. We had the right mindset heading into the game. But that, that, no, no, no. We had the right mindset heading into the game. We played harder than they did, and we were prepared, and we did a great job. The third made all the difference, right? It did, but we were prepared, and then we let go of the rope. And so there's two storylines here. It's one, we were ready to play. And we had a great job executing on both ends of the floor in the first half. And it's about the consistency of they're going to continue to play. And so we have to be prepared um, for when we do outplay them that they're going to respond and we have to respond. And so we were prepared. We just let go of the rope. Yeah, why did you let go of the rope? I don't know. It's a great question. I mean, I I agree with what Joe said. You never questioned Boston's talent. You question their ability to maintain a high level sense of urgency on the defensive end. Like, it, it's they can score, they can get to the rack, they play drive and kick. That's their style in which they play. When they knock down shots at a high clip, one of the best teams in the NBA. You just question, and the common theme we've been talking about with the Celtics is who are they consistently on the defensive end? Who are they? Are they giving you maximum effort, optimal effort sustained throughout the course of the game? And just like Joe Mazzula said, they let go of the rope in the third quarter, and that's when Miami blitzed them. You don't question that about Miami. You don't question them about their ability to sustain a high defensive effort throughout the course of the game. That's who the hell they are. That's their culture. They keep coming. You knock them in the mouth, okay, bloody lip, bloody tongue, don't matter. They don't get up. They keep fighting. You question about when Boston gets knocked down, will they get up? And – Look, for me, the one thing, the biggest point, the biggest takeaway from last night, this team goes as Jason Tatum goes. There's no way in hell Jason Tatum can get four shots in the second half. It cannot happen. Key coming off a 51-point game seven, game at home, their first game against a team that they've met three out of the past four years in the Eastern Conference Finals that they have a rival with. Jason Tatum, who had 18 points in the opening quarter, cannot have four shots in the second half. And people today are going to try to talk about Joe Missoula. And I love Jason Tatum. I love him. He is like a family member to me. And his son, Deuce, 
He cannot allow himself to take four shots in the second half. He has to demand it because they go the way Jason Tatum goes. He yeah, can't. I, I hear you, Jay. It's the reality of the nature, you know? It's the reality, reality of the of nature. nature key. Yeah, That's it. Reality By the way, nature, they, we, we showed stats on ESPN, too, as you were talking, Jay, about what the third quarter looked like for the Celtics and Heat. And actually, those numbers don't look bad for the Celtics, right? They played, and those numbers are like perfectly okay. The assist-to-turnover ratio, 4-4, to not good. But everything else, 3 of 8 from from 3, 45% from the field, 9 of 20 field goals, 25 25 points. That's like a kind of a standard-issue quarter, but look at the heat. Because what that suggests is on offense, the Celtics were okay, not great. On defense, they gave up a whole lot. Well, the thing, the number that you don't see on that list on ESPN two is turnovers. Well, four, four, four uh, turnovers to four assists. Yeah, I, I, I understand. But look, ten turnovers in the second half. Yeah, right. Like that's a taking care of the ball. We talked about denying wings, pressuring the ball. Those are little things where you feel like they just take their foot off the gas and they get sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Celtics, you and it's the wrong sloppy. team to get sloppy against. Are the Sixers playing a dangerous? Dangerous game meantime with Joel Embiid. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We're on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Are the 76ers playing a dangerous game with their MVP, Joel Embiid? Daryl Morey, who's of course... The GM at the press con- at a press conference yesterday talking about the Doc Rivers firing. Listen to this. They had a strong relationship. I mean, they're, I have to make tough calls all the time with trades. Joel was disappointed, and you know, some of it was he didn't know the player we were getting in the trade who ended up helping us. But he was disappointed in the players that went out. I think it's natural to be very close with the people in the locker room. Um, he was very close with Coach Rivers. Yeah, he was shocked about the change, and it's my job to uh, help convince him that the new coach is someone that he'll have a great relationship with as well. Thoughts about that, Jay? I mean, I, I think that's a reasonable thing to say. You get close to the people you work with, and that as the, as the, as the executive, he has to 
you know, understand that, but also understand you're probably going to get close to the next people you work with. Um, I, I, I try to put myself in the position that if I were a franchise player, if I were the best player on a team and a new general manager came in, how the hell could I not be consulted or spoken to about what the process is like? So regardless if we ended at the conclusion that you wanted us to end to as the GM wants, there would still have to be some kind of process key that you would have to take me through in order to help me understand the reason behind your thinking on why this was going to occur. Now, I, 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 could, I believe that Joel could be shocked. Um, but the, you, you have to consult. In, in the era in which players just get up and go different places and you're worried about stability as it relates to how long your player wants to be there in the franchise that has been the process for a long time, uh, understanding the history of this franchise, he had to be consulted throughout this process. Well, you know, there, there's he, no way you could just be like, well, I'm firing Doc Rivers and that's it. Key, before you respond to that, I want you to listen, since you brought it up, Jay, to what Daryl Morey said about how they're approaching the head coaching search and whether or not players will have input. Listen to this, Key. We're taking a careful process uh, with the coach. We do not think it will move quickly. We're going to look at all the candidates. We're already very encouraged by the candidates that reached out. We have an MVP player. We have a great roster. Lots of players want to want to play with. Lots of coaches want to be with. So we'll look at that carefully. Uh, the players won't have a direct input in the coach. You want to look for a coach that is a fit with you know how we want to play and the players we have. Um, but players won't, won't have an input in that. What do you think about that, Key? No input from the players. Um, I mean, I'm I, look. He's he's talking. The way I look at it, uh, because if if you don't allow Embiid in particular, and if you're trying to sign James Harden back, I don't know if they are or what that story's going to wind up being. Jay, if you're trying to do that, and you're not involving them, chances are you're going to lose them mentally. Like you're going to lose them, and in that's not something that in basketball and the NBA in particular elite that you played in, Jay, and know very well, that doesn't happen. All-star players have input in a coach being hired and fired. All-star players. I don't know not one that does not. You may know one, Jay, but I don't. I, I don't know one, Key. I don't, I don't know one. Not star, not, not MVP, not, not a superstar, not not Joel Embiid. Now, whether his voice is actually heard and it resonates with Daryl Morey, all right, that's another conversation. But it needs to be heard. It, it, it that conversation needs to exist. I don't think there's a world where you say, "Hey, we're bringing in Monty Williams. Deal with it, Joel Embiid." Like. I, because if that's the case, then, Key, you're going to deal with stuff percolating around whether Joel Embiid wants to be there long-term or not. Because now you're not yes. consulting or even helping a young player think through, hey, here are the styles and strategies that we think you could be most successful with, and yeah. here's how that coach helps Absolutely. you do that. Is Absolutely. He, you think in, he's in covering that. for Embiid to just keep him out of it publicly, like with the press? Potentially. Because what else could it be, Key, right? Like, I mean, realistically, it, it, what else could it, it be? It may not be just covering for him. He just That's the way he's going to answer because he has a job, right? Maybe he wants to uh, – what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, 
Oh, God, I was looking for a word, but authority. Maybe he wants to continue to have uh, his authority in place mm -hmm. to the point where people are not questioning on whether or not he was the guy who made the hire. So that could be more so than protected and be. It could be I'm protecting who I am, reserving my power, so that people are looking at me and saying, okay, in the end, he still has the power. He hasn't relinquished that power to the players yet. But in, again, in any sport, the star player – of the star players, they usually have input, man. You would just, think. And just so yeah, they usually the do. Reason, the reason I asked, do you think maybe he just, like, hey, let's keep Embiid out of the media circus about this, right, and all the questions, is because Embiid was asked directly about wanting Harden back. And listen to how Embiid answers this. I don't know what's going on, and I know he has a player option, so... Um, um, they can extend him, uh, so uh, that's on you know those guys who you know figured it out. Uh, I'm gonna stay out of it, but I still believe that you know me and them, and we got the chance to win. Jay, what is it about superstars? Because I, what you and Key say, I believe. I mean, that to me, that's of course right. Like, of course, you're a superstar player, particularly in a sport without a lot of players. So each player has more of an impact. Of course they're going to have influence. Of course you're going to want to know their opinion when they're in their primes and everything. You have all that money invested in them. So what is it about superstar players? I, you've seen KD do this, LeBron do this, where they want to insist publicly that they're not GMing at all, that they're not calling the shots. Well, this one feels different. I think that's a, that's a different question you're asking, Max, as it relates to this particular situation. There is a history with Daryl Morey and James Harden. Like Good they enough. like they've been married before, right? So it's like, oh, I'm I'm gonna take some time away, and then the other spouse like, I'm gonna I want to come back. So I mean, you watch Daryl Morey say, okay, I was in Houston, it didn't work out with Tempertita. Fine, I'm going my own direction. Hey, I'm here in Philly. You're seeing James. All right, I want to be out of Houston and found a way to get traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Hey, KD, Kyrie, give it a shot. But inevitably, hey, I, this seems too chaotic. I want to go there with Daryl Morey again. So that relationship speaks for itself. There ain't no way in hell I don't think Daryl Morey and James Harden are not on the same page about what's always, happening. Always, always. Mm -hmm. they, like they've always been on the same page. It's now. familiarity. It's, it's, it's Bill Parcells trade me to the Bucks. I'm going to go coach the Bucks the next year. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'll <laughs> wait. I'll take the Dallas job. Oh, Keyshawn. I'm going to go get Keyshawn go. from Bucks to Dallas. And, and then Dallas is going to. I'm going to hang. They're going to do what? what? While I'm on vacation and getting rid of Key? Okay, cool. I don't know what I'm going to do now. I'm going to just hang out in Florida for a month and then make my decision as a coach. You know, it's, it's the relationships. That's just no doubt. That's how they are. And all, and all yeah. stuff real quick about, yeah, like, yeah. James Harden going back to Houston. Like, I just don't see it. At this stage <laughs> of your career, that to me is sheer leverage or the thought of, hey, I, I can go play with – Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and you look at their cap space and what James Jones and them have going on in there in Phoenix. I'm like, well, you're not going to get your money there either. So all these things are being floated out so he can get his deal in Philly with the place that with the the GM he really wants to be with and with the other star player that, yeah. by the way, they're pick and roll. They're Go, elite together. Going back to what Key said, going back to what you said, Key, about you and Parcells, come on, what are the odds that an actual conversation – took place where Harden and Morey were both like, come on, man, we're out of here. Uh, we'll meet up in, uh, I don't know about, you know, we'll, I'll see you in Philly in a couple of years. Or, or like, yeah, we'll see what's out there. And then as soon as he gets to Philly, of course Harden's in next, yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's more about our, our paths across at some point again. Yeah, right, right.
All right, there are five job openings right now. Five head coaching job openings. Well, yeah, four. Jay, you no. How do you rank them? That's coming up, KJM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. There are some head coaching opportunities, vacancies, five jobs. You're going to rank the ones you would be most interested in were you a head coach. So just for clarification, I'm the head coaching candidate. Mm-hmm. So I am listing what jobs I would want. Mm-hmm. Yay, I like this. All right. So let's go with number five. Number five. I really do like what Detroit is doing. I like some of their talent that they have, Kate Cunningham and company. I think Troy Weaver is a solid GM who's been building this franchise over time. But rebuilding that is a long rebuilding process. For me, frankly, even though a lot of people would say, hey, look, this probably gives you the most grace as a first-time head coach. Most runway before most you have runway to start winning. Before yeah. you have to win. Like, and that's one way to look at it. Would it be the best situation? Because I'm trying to win a championship right away. For me, no. So I would have that as number five. Mm-hmm. Next up, number four. Number four. The Toronto Raptors, man. Look, a lot of decisions that they have to make with players in cap space, what you have with Fred Van Vliet, what you have with other critical players. Pascal Siakam, I think, is one of the top talents we have in this league. Ultimately, I would love to work with a guy like Masai Ujiri if he could stay around. I think he is absolutely brilliant, one of the brightest minds that we have in a game of basketball. I think, once again, a situation that gives you a lot of runway because depending upon what happens this summer, this franchise, if it's a fire sale, could be a longer runway as well. Mm. But I don't know if it gives you the best chance to win right away. Longer runway and top executive. Agreed. So number four. Number three. Number three. I got to go with Philly. I See, I, I don't know which direction Philly is moving. I have a good sense of it, but I'm coming into the situation with personality traits that I really have to do a good job of managing and also managing the relationship with the general manager and with the players, right? So now think about that dynamic. I have a marriage that's existed for a long time in Daryl Morey and James Harden. How do I walk that balance beam, okay? Can I really coach James Harden the way I want to coach him? And do I have that authority with Daryl Morey? Because if I coach him in a way he doesn't like, I know that he can supersede me and go to Daryl Morey up top. And I also have a superstar player that I'm trying to learn, like, is it your voice 
that really has all the control here, or are you acquiescing to James Harden? Or how do I work with Daryl Morey? I would have to have all chips in with Daryl Morey, but there's a lot of other factors. You're trying to coach his ace. It it makes you a little bit squirmy. But it gives you a great chance in the Eastern Conference that is open, and how do you turn down a chance to play or coach James Harden and Joel Embiid? So that's number two. Number three. Number two. Number two. I'm going to go out west, man. I'm going to go with my guy James Jones. Matt Ishibia, Justin Ishibia, the brothers that own this team. I've known Justin for a while. I, I've got a chance to talk to Matt and his relationship with Tom Izzo, with the Michigan State Spartans. I like the culture that they're trying to establish. I like the thought of playing faster through my guy, D-Book, that I've known for a long time, coaching him at the Elite 24 All-American camp, watching him grow I think him and Kevin Durant, with the pieces they can have around them, I would try to talk to James Jones about what is our plan with DeAndre Ayton? Are we letting him go? Can we go get a guy like a Clint Capella? Like, can we go get a guy like that could be more of a hard screen setter, know your role, play harder? Can we get wings? And what are we doing with CP3? You know, if we're going to waive him, we guarantee him $15 million. That opens up our cap a little bit. What else can we – what are other pieces in the Western Conference that we can play fast and play through D-Book? I think that is really intriguing. And last but not least, number one. Number one. Man, it's hard not to want to coach Giannis. Like, I, I know what I'm going to get every single day. I know what kind of drive I'm going to get. We just spent a lot of time talking about similar attributes that Jimmy, Jimmy Butler has – to the likes of the Kobe Bryants and the Michael Jordans, that maniacal aspect of daily approaching the game with fierce, intense sense of urgency. That is who Giannis is. I Questions around, now look, I, I think when I hear Drew Holiday say, I mean, I'm not sure I want to play basketball in a couple years. I, I think that is a huge, eye-opening thing to say about the coaching staff. So a guy like Drew... Some other decisions around Brooke Lopez. I, I like the bones of this team no in the Eastern Conference that can get me to where I need to be sooner than any other team. So the Milwaukee Bucks would be number one for me. You like the architecture in Milwaukee, right? Even and if the, I love John Even Horse. if the furniture looks good in, in, in Phoenix, but the architecture in Milwaukee. And I love John Horse and his, his uh, pragmatic approach. Mm-hmm. Jay, can I represent this. you? Oh, yeah, Key. You can rep me. So the first thing that I would tell you to do is we're going we're gonna to take a look at the ownership in the front office. That's the most important thing when looking at all five of these job openings. What type of ownership in front office do we have? Then we think about the cap and the players on the roster. Then we start to think about the terms of the deal. How long is the deal? Because if you go into a situation as cute as it is to coach Giannis, what is that ownership like, right? The quick trigger. Here's a guy who just won a championship who's now on the streets. Just won a championship two years ago. He's, at, he's on the streets because they didn't like the fact that they got bounced, yep. even though a player was hurt and in and out of the lineup. Then when you look at the situation in Detroit, young, up and coming, they're expecting a lot. And if that doesn't work out in a short period of time, they're probably going to get rid of you too. What's up with Toronto? Where, where's the Where's the front office going to be? Mazai, jury, is he going to stay there? Is he going to be on the move? What? If he's going to be on the move, then why would I take that job, right, Jay? So then we look at Philadelphia. What are we going to do there? Is the, is the general manager losing control 
or does he have control? Is Embiid wanting to get out of there in a year? Is James Harden coming back? What's that story? Then when you go to Phoenix, you got a new owner that wants to be involved. Do I want to be in bed with a new owner that wants to be involved? So I'm going to give you, I'm going to lay all that out for you before we make a decision, Jay. I'm not just going to let you go down the street butt naked and then put yourself in trouble. Okay. I mean, if I want the most runway, if I want the most runway, and I think the job for a coach who wants Toronto. Oh, t- right. Toronto. Listen, like Scotty Barnes, comes down to OG. Will Fred. Masai stay there? If Ujiri, he and Daryl Morey are the name brand executives with the resumes. Ujiri has a championship, too. If he stays, he takes that job. KJM coming up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.